the Palm Beach Auction, where collectors collect. This December 9th, 10th, and 11th, come see the best of the best. Consign and bid on some of the finest classic sports and vintage vehicles from collections around the world. Held at the fabulous Palm Beach County Convention Center. For more information, contact HollywoodCarAuctions.com or call 1-800-237-8954. That's 1-800-237-8954. Remember, the Palm Beach Auction, this December 9th, 10th, and 11th. See you on the block. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, a.m. 1340. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course, and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Fiery new creation from Chevrolet. Camaro, the new car that's something else, something you've never seen before in a driving machine. This is the SS350 with rally sport equipment, wicked black grille, and a fuselage that bulges around a 350 cubic inch V8 engine. Shaped for action, all the way back to its sporty rear deck. Taut springs and shocks. Wide big car stance for road hugging stability. Camaro SS350. Broad rally stripes circling the front. New safety features are standard equipment. Among them, the new GM-developed energy-absorbing steering column. Backseat up. Backseat down. You can order yours with special instrumentation, too. Camaro in coupe or convertible. Add whatever you can handle. Like hideaway headlights. Big car engine. Belvedere GTA, hottest of the white-hot intermediates. Its optional Hemi V8 is the original shutdown king. Inside, beautiful. Outside, GTX has got it. Want a new kind of action? Go tell your Plymouth dealer, GTX. to win you over the sea. Follow your heart to your Plymouth dealer today. Hey. 
What's the rush? Oh, hiya, Harlow. I can't stop now. I'm coming from a preview of the new 54 Kaiser, and I've got to get over to the paper and write the story. Hey, they call it the new car with the big change, don't they? Right. There's a big change in styling, front, back, and inside. And there's more room and comfort than ever before. Man, the new Kaiser is luxurious. How about the new Kaiser's power? Oh, there's a big change there, too, with new superpower. The Kaiser has a revolutionary new engine that gives you power on demand. It's like having two engines in one. For normal driving, you get Kaiser's famous economy. But when you need an extra burst of power and pickup for passing, or for zooming up hills, you get it. On demand. Wow, that sounds exciting, Marty. And tonight we are privileged to salute Kaiser as an outstanding member of our Autolite family. Autolite is proud of its long association with Kaiser and Kaiser dealers everywhere. Hey, listeners, we are live, and you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we are live here at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. As I stated before, you never know where I'm going to be next. This weekend is the big event that we've been working up towards for the last couple of months. It's the Palm Beach Auction at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. And I'm upstairs overlooking these amazing, fascinating cars that are out here in this fancy, boutique-style convention center. And the cars that are out here right now are absolutely amazing. And shortly, we're going to have our special guest, and it'll be Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn is the guy and the big promoter putting on the Palm Beach Auction event here. And so, one more thing, too. Anybody that calls in tonight, the fifth caller that calls in tonight will get free passes to the Palm Beach auction. So, uh, Cedric, if the fifth caller that calls in tonight gets, I have one more set of free passes, VIP passes, and multi-day passes to the Palm Beach County Convention Center and the most important auction of the year here. What we're going to do here is we're going to bring Mike on in a few minutes. We're going to roll to this first song and we'll do a couple commercials and then we'll bring Mike on. So uh, everybody sit tight, stay tuned, and Mike's going to tell us all the stuff and all the neat things about all these amazing cars that are out here. We've got we've got a 36 Packard 12 cylinder out here. We've got a supercharged uh, Kaiser. If you paid attention a little bit earlier in the show, we had a commercial on it. We talked about the two styles of motors that were available in the 1954 Kaiser. We've got a nice, clean, original 67 Camaro. We've got Ford retractables here, 59, 57 Ford retractable. We've got, uh, what, geez, we've got a 58. Jag 150 here. We've got uh, some vintage uh, Porsches out here. We've got uh, a 911. We've got a 1978 911. We've got a beautiful 59 Chevrolet two-door out here. We've got a 61 Chevrolet out here. We've got a 54 Chrysler Imperial that's an absolutely amazing car. So uh, we're going to go to this next song, this first song, and then we're going to bring Mike on, and Mike's going to finish telling you guys about cars down here that everybody should come down here and visit. This is just an amazing event. So uh, let's roll our first song, and then we'll be right back. She'll tell you that she loves you, make you feel just like a king. She'll cry to you and lie to you. She'll do most anything. She'll get right up next to you, and the first thing that you know, you'll be telling her you're sorry because she hurt you so. I said she's evil. The most evil girl I found. Ain't no doubt about it. She's the meanest girl in town. She'll invite you over to a house at half past nine. You'll wear a suit, you'll wear a tie, you'll give your shoes a shine. You'll take a real deep breath and knock on her front door. Her little sister will tell you she don't live here anymore. I said she'd leave her. The most evil She'll put her arms around you, she'll squeeze it all in might. She'll 
breathe a sigh and pump the hell up and close the eye real tight. Your heart will pound like thunder. You'll melt in her embrace. But when you go to kiss her while she laughs right in your face because you're evil. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Hi there, I'm Tom Natchez from Dream Car Garage, Sports Car Revolution and the USGT Championship. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I always do when I'm in town. There's a road that lies under northern skies toward the land of the midnight sun. It crosses the crest of the great northwest, and it's known as the Alcan Run. And from Dawson's Creek with a task force fleet of the 57 line, we blazed the way for Chevrolet to conquer the Alcan grind. Our engines were sealed, our tanks were sealed, for once we were underway, every mile of that ride would be certified by the seal of the AAA. Cameo Carrier 57. One ton panel 57. Dump body tandem axle. Van panel body low cab forward. Five speed transmission tractor trailer. Tractor trailer powermatic. The trucks of the task force fleet. A great new champion every weight. The mighty six, the great new eight. The wallet trucks so up to date. Okay, listeners, we're back. I'm your host, Robert, and guess what? We're down here at the Palm Beach County Convention Center at the Palm Beach Auction. And it's about time to introduce my special guest for the evening. But let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a second-generation car collector, been doing this for a long time himself, and he's been going to a lot of auctions. And the neat thing about my friend is that he's paid really, really close attention to the pros and the cons and the ins and outs of auctions. This is now his fourth auction. And I have to tell you, I've been to a lot of auctions myself. I've been to Grusso and Steel. I've been to Barrett-Jackson. I've been to Goodings. I've been to RM. And this layout, this facility, is absolutely first class. And all these cars 
are truly hand-picked. I mean, these are some of the finest cars. And a lot of people will talk about auctions and say, hey, you know, auctions are kind of like a car show, you know, and you get some good, you get some bad. But i got to tell you here, I would say that 90% of the cars are absolutely incredible first-quality cars. These are all cherry-picked, all high-end quality cars. And like I said, there's an amazing cross-section of cars. We've got cars from the 30s, 50s, 60s. There's even some newer stuff here, some late-model stuff. But it gives me great pleasure to introduce to my show this evening, Mike Flynn. Mike, are you there? And welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good, Robert. First off, I want to I want to thank you for such a great introduction, and uh, you know we're excited to be part of the show tonight. And uh, you know, we, yeah, we do have a lot of good things going on down here in Palm Beach County at the uh, Palm Beach County Convention Center, and uh, it is nice to see this group of cars um, put together in, in this uh, eighty-five million dollar convention center. It's it's truly is a, a breathtaking sight. Well, that's great. So, why don't you share with us a little bit how the whole auction thing came about? and how we wind up where we're at today, and tell us about some of the cars we got and some of your favorite picks. Well, first off, you know, I have been a collector and a consigner, you know, since the 80s, and I go to a lot of auctions, and and, and, and I buy and sell, you know, cars out of my collections and, and sell them through auctions, and I just, you know, I kind of, I've hauled my stuff all over the United States and, and to, to a lot of different auctions, and I just kind of, you know, we live here in Florida, and, and there's a lot of great cars, and a lot of great car people here in Florida, and you know, I kind of wanted to do something here, and, and I wanted to do something indoors to where the elements, the wind, the rain, the dust, and the tents won't affect us. And, you know, Palm Beach, first off, is, you know, America's first uh, resort destination. I mean, when Henry Flagger came here in the 1800s and 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 started building in this mecca, and, and you know, it's a vacation dreamland down here. So, you know, people, when I grew up, Robert, originally being out of Pennsylvania, you know, I can remember my parents saving their money to bring us to Florida to go to Disney World. And people love to come to Florida, and people vacation, they live, they winter, they 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 stay. But you know, they all bring their cars and their car collections. And you know, quite frankly, we got a whole lot better sunny days down here than than a lot of the guys are uh, uh, you know have up north. So there's a whole lot more time to play with the cars. So I thought it would be a perfect mix or a place to, to put an auction on. And, and I know there's plenty of auctions out there. We just kind of want to give this a, a family, you know, a family feel in, in a great location and, and truly try to handpick a, a variety of cars and something that fits everybody's need, you know, and no matter the price of the car, it's the quality that counts. And it can be a, you know, it can be a ten, twenty thousand dollar entry level car, um, or it could be all the way up to an investment grade blue chip type of a car. And, and but the quality shouldn't be spared or compromised along the way just due to the price. And, and that's what we've tried to do here. And we have a lot of them out here. We have a little bit of everything, and I think a little bit of something for everybody. So some of the cars that are out here now, you've got close to 300 cars that are going to be running through this auction, right? 250 to 300 cars. Is that what you're anticipating? Yeah, oh yeah, we're right at 300 cars, and uh, you know it's kind of uh, it's kind of about the number we try to base our model after is uh, you know 300 great cars, and, and and we're right now at capacity. Now, one of the uh, there's a collection here that's actually uh, from uh, one of our local guys, uh, Whitey Westcott. You've got a collection of his trucks. Tell us a little bit about his trucks because these are kind of like this is kind of like the uh, feature. Uh, Feature vehicles or feature collection at this uh, at this weekend's uh, auction, isn't it? Well, first off, we can't say enough about uh, you know Ralph Westcott's collection. Um, for for us local guys, we know him as Whitey, and, and Whitey's been a uh, pillar of the community in, in the St. Petersburg area for years. And you know he's 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 collected and brought together some of the best uh, GMC suburban pickup trucks ever to be assembled and you know one is a 19 the the sort of the the cornerstone of the collection uh, we'll call it is the 57 Palomino the 57 Palomino was a one-off truck built um, by General Motors you know back in late 56 for the 57 model year that was actually their Motorama it was actually the Chicago Auto Show truck and this is strictly a, a one-of-one type of a truck from a full leather interior um, to special features on this truck. And, uh, you know, the car, the truck was done in, in, in a brilliant gold color. And, and it was really, you know, something that um, 
that was to show off what was coming for 57. Um, this truck is a 9,000 original mile truck. Um, it, it features a lot of rare things right down the set of uh, Royal Master uh, tires that were built especially for this truck, for the show, um, in 1957. And those tires weren't even available, Robert, to the public till uh, 1961. So, you know, along with that one of one sitting beside it is a 1959 Suburban uh, GMC pickup truck. And in 1959, they only built one. GMC Suburban pickup, and, and we have it here today in this collection, so there's another one-of-one. One. Um, 58s, uh, Whitey has two of them. He has a beautiful black truck. Uh, they only built 100 uh, GMC Suburban pickups in uh, in 58, and uh, he's actually got two of them, so we've kind of got a, a nice little percentage of uh, Suburban pickups for 58, having two in the collection, and then he moves into um, some 57s, and uh, we have a 4 before. Um, panel, and, and we have another Suburban uh, window uh, uh, Suburban, and we also, uh, he rounds it out with a, a 55 and a 56, so it's kind of a very special um, group of trucks. It's gotten a lot of attention. Um, these trucks, we've talked to people from Switzerland, Paris, Alaska, all over the United States. People have flown in to pre-inspect these trucks, and, uh, you know, it's it's not only exciting, but it's an honor to feature uh, a collection like this uh, down here at Palm Beach at this auction. And 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 it, these are, again, a group of special trucks, and, and we're glad to have them this weekend. Now, another truck that's out there that's very unique is that black and white. Is it a 58 Dodge truck that has basically like a, it's, it's like Dodge's version of a Cameo? Tell us a little bit about that truck. Well, 58 Dodge Swepside, that was their Dodge's answer to the GMC Suburban or the um, Chevrolet Cameo. Um, they actually grafted uh, um, fenders off of a uh, uh, 58 uh, station wagon and, uh, you know, came up with a similar style to this, the Suburban GMC or, or the Cameo. You know, actually, they built that truck for three years, and I think there's less than 60 of those trucks left unknown to exist. Um, out of total production for three years. Wow. Now, also, another car that I thought that's really rare and unique down there is that 19, I believe it's a 57 Cadillac Eldorado Brome, the stainless steel hardtop car. Tell us about that one. Well, that car is um, a special car. Those cars were, were very expensive in their day, and... Robert, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure the exact amount, but I do know that General Motors um, lost money on every car they sold. Uh, those were a, a handcrafted uh, coachwork type of a car, and um, really stunning car, very stunning car. There's another car out there, too, that I thought was extremely beautiful, and that was that red, I believe it's a 1960 Chrysler Imperial convertible, the red one with the white turret and white top. And the only reason I can go into detail on some of these cars is because this afternoon I was helping some of the guys you know, clean the windows and polish up some of the chrome. So I had a good time doing that. I mean, there's a lot of cars out here. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. But tell us about that Imperial, because that was an absolutely gorgeous car. Uh, actually, that car um, was owned by Jack Palance, uh, and I may be pronouncing his name wrong, but the actor Jack Palance. Um, mm-hmm. That was actually his car. It is a 60 Imperial convertible, um, fully restored. The car went through a four-year restoration, and unfortunately Jack actually passed away before he got to see this car being finished. And uh, it has resided in a collection that's now out and going to be available. And, uh, you know, a rare option on this car is factory air conditioning. But um, from the stunning wire wheels to the um, the red paint with the white leather interior and the white top, it's a beautiful car. You know, Robert, we've got, um, you know, not only this car, but we have some very, very special rare convertibles. And, and whether they're from the 50s or 60s, um, one is one of our feature cars also is that 58 DeSoto Aventure convertible um, fuel-injected car. It's actually the pilot car, the first one built. It's one of five ever built, and it's the only one that exists that retains its original electronic fuel injection. Uh, you know, this car was so far advanced and superior Compared to the other fuel injection at its time, um, the Rochester Chevrolet uh, mechanical fuel injection, this was actually a pressurized throttle body system, uh, actually had a, um, a fuel pump, electric fuel pump was actually in the gas tank. Um, this car is the processor, precursor, I guess I should say, um, 
to the cars we have today. The 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 throttle body. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at that car, and I'm sure you did. Um, it's amazing that in 1958, um, when this car was built, how it's so similar still to the cars in which uh, we drive today. Now um, that, that you're true. That, I mean, that is a, an amazing car too. And uh, let's go to some of the Fords you got down there. There's a, 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 a gathering of '55, '56 Ford Crown Vicks down there. Tell us about those, in particular the black and pink one. That is a gorgeous car. We have some beautiful '50s Fords. We have a lot of great Fords from 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 the muscle era all the way in, you know, from, I guess I should say, from the classical era into the muscle era. But these uh, Crown Vicks um, really um, define that era of car, the colors. Um, this pink and black 56 um, Vic is of one-on-one. Um, this car is, has a pink and black and white interior. And in 1956, they only built three cars of this combination. They built the hardtop. They built the Crown Vic, and they also built the Sunliner, the convertible. Um, this is actually the hardtop, so it is the only 1956 Crown Vic pink and black with pink and black and white interior that was ever built. Uh, a stunning car. And, and, you know, sitting beside of it is a 55 Crown Vic that's the pink and white with pink and white interior. Um, you know, these cars, I think, really define that 50s era, the, the color, the style, and um, it, it's amazing, these cars. Well, Mike, we're just about out of time here, but I do want to thank you very much for coming on the show. And, of course, it's going to be really, really exciting because in two days, the fun begins. So Friday, Saturday is all-day auctions, and we're going to have about 300 cars running through this thing, and this is going to be just an amazing event. I want to thank you. I want to thank your sister, Kelly, because she's been real helpful. I want to thank your mom, Flo, your dad's here, Mike Sr., uh, Hook, all the guys that I've been working with. I mean, you got a great, talented staff. Marty did a wonderful job lining all these cars up. Your sister, Lori, she did a great job with coordinating everything. And, I mean, you guys are doing a fantastic show. And i got to also comment, too, that this truly is a family business, a family operation, and it's done with care. Each individual, each customer, each buyer, each seller gets treated with personal care. This is just a, a fun group of people to work with, a great venue, a great auction company, and you know what? We'll see you on the block. Mike, again, thanks, and uh, I'll see you downstairs here in a little bit, and uh, let the games begin. Yep. Hey, Robert, I just want to say real quick, I appreciate everything, and, and anybody wants to come out and uh, spectate, buy or sell, we'd love to have you down here in Palm Beach, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing everybody. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Now, that's what we're going to do as far as the, we think we've pretty much wrapped everything up for this show, but we're going to do some taping over the weekend, and we're going to bring some of that live commentary and some of the live action uh, next on next week's show. In the meantime, the balance of this show, I've got some really fun stuff that I taped and recorded from the Snowbird Outlaw Nationals, so I hope all you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Roll that song, and then we'll roll the rest of the show. Look out now, I'm running wild I ain't no holding back this child I guess you'd say I'm a son of a gun Living just for a life of fun Here's the secret of my success Never say yes, no, no, never say yes Life has taught me one big lesson Always keep the girl as guessing Tell them that you love them so You hate to leave but you gotta go That's the secret of my success Never say yes, no, no, never say yes Hand me on board Alright guys, like I told you before You never know where I'm going to be next Right now it's Saturday night And I am here live at Bradenton Motorsports And it's the Snowbird Outlaw Nationals And they're just getting ready to run some Low six second pro mods To be coming down the track here in a few seconds Hopefully you can hear me, but I'll tell you what, these guys make a lot of noise and they're pretty doggone fast, so I'm going to let the announcer talk for a few minutes and then you guys can gather what he's saying because he's a professional. Mark, he moves up into the eighth, stays in eighth quick qualified position. But he goes 637, and that'll be his 637 on the bump. Mike Ryan is not in the program. Here's a 710. 
Okay, I told you guys this is going to be fast, so uh, stick around here. we got some more action coming with these ProMod cars. These guys are running pretty fast. Well, they're getting ready to stage again. we got another couple of cars coming up, just about ready to make a pass, so sit tight. Remember, this is live action Saturday night at the Brady's and Motorsports Snowbirds Outlaw Nationals. We've got some pro mods up running right now, and these are the uh, quarter mile cars running six and a half seconds. Pretty fast cars, 200 plus mile an hour cars. He looks down the Nelson Lane. He's fifth quick qualified. Susan needs to go 6.37 and quicker to get in the program. Six oh eight two thirty two. That's flying. That's a fast car. Okay, we're still here at the uh, Bradenton Motorsports track with Scott Quisenberry. Now, Scott drives a Pro Mod automatic car. Scott, welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about your car. Yeah, I drive a nineteen fifty five Chevy Pro Mod. It's uh, blown injected on alcohol, and I run a five hundred twenty six inch Keith Black Allen Johnson. That's all aluminum block, all aluminum heads. We run no water. The alcohol actually keeps the motor cooled off so that we don't run no fluids in it. And um, it's it's a 526-inch, uh, and it's uh, uh, rated about uh, 2,600 horsepower. Now, what kind of times do you turn? And you run eighth or quarter mile with this car? They've, they've dropped us down to the eighth mile now. And um, in the eighth mile, my car will run about 425 um, at 170 mile an hour, and uh, it it uh, it has a lot of horsepower. It's it's tricky to drive because of it being suspension. Um, they're kind of different than a dragster because the suspension in a door car. It actually when it loose, the tires break loose because of horsepower. It'll it'll throw you all over the track, which we've seen tonight you know cars getting out of the groove and breaking traction and getting over against the wall and different things of that sort so it, it, it's quite the ride okay now the clutch cars you were telling me earlier they were still run those cars in a full quarter mile correct correct they're running uh we are the automatic outlaw and then they have the outlaw pro mods and what they have is is we we have a converter uh, it it makes it so that you know, it's it's an automatic. Even though we still manually shift it, we add a converter into the program, which takes away the clutch. Which the clutch actually is what the upper class, the pro mods, run in theirs, and they have to go the quarter mile, and that's where they have to shove the clutch in and shift it with the clutch and everything. Does the automatic basically, in your favor, kind of make your car quicker? Then essentially, that's why they got you running eighth mile as opposed to quarter mile. Well, they. They switched it that way because the clutch cars, the gear ratios and things in those, they can go the quarter mile. With our, with ours, we can run actually a quicker time in in the eighth mile than the quarter mile uh, pro mods do. Our fastest time tonight, uh, which was the Alanami uh, car, which I actually ended up drawing. So I raced him first round. He's a world record holder and won the pro mod circuit and everything else. I think he he ran like a, a 455. And you ran? I, I'm sorry, a 355. I oh. ran a 455. That's all a full second. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I actually drawed 16. Uh, uh, got loose on the track and things, and wasn't able to put down a good time. Um, he's got me covered by quite a bit, but two. You know, the big thing uh, we have in this class is is there's a fine line between. Uh, you know, reading the track and getting your car from A to Z. And he has to get to A to Z just as I do. And a lot of times uh, the guys, they, they hop them up, they don't read the track, and if the track is not real good that night or that day, then we back them down, we try to read them, but there's some, some guys that just they go full bore the whole time, and 
a guy that runs a little lesser than I, you know, he has a chance to beat me just as I have I have a chance to outrun him tomorrow just because he could he could light the tires out and that means he overpowers the track and I could hook and, and run a lesser time and actually outrun him even though it's heads up racing. All right, now what does it mean? You use the term outlaw class. What does the outlaw class mean? Well, the outlaw is is they don't have any restrictions on uh, blower speed, cubic inches. You uh, you know you can have one power added that could be a turbo nitrous uh, injection blown, uh, but it gives you you can be at any weight. Which says there's no weight restrictions. So they take off basically all the restrictions that like IHRA and NHRA they mandate for their classes of the pro mod stuff so when you come in outlaw you can take off if you got weight on your car because normally you have to weigh like 2600 pounds and if your car actually weighs 2500 pounds and you have to add that extra weight you can pull that back off at a race like this you can go to a bigger turbo or a more blower speed past what the the restrictions for the classes in nhra and ihra restrict you on when it says outlaw that means that you can it's it's open for whatever you run what you run kind of the old school the old way you know and and that's exciting because then you get a good good field like what we had here today i think that class of cars and things that's here is top shelf and and put some nice times down pretty good turnout tonight too wasn't it oh absolutely wonderful we love to come down here to Bradenton. we travel all the way from columbus ohio and we come down twice a year to uh visit this track and it's always wonderful the the owners the people that down here in florida we enjoy it okay now how many cars in your class tomorrow that you're going to be racing against well it's it's a qualified 16 field but there was actually 27 cars trying to qualify for 16 spots tonight so the, they take the quickest 16, and then they they uh, they put a ladder in, which usually kind of like uh, the normal ladder. The fastest races the slowest, and that's just the way that that's why you try to qualify up into the field the, the best that you can, because then you draw the slower cars. Now, do they handicap you any way, shape, or form, or are you just nope. heads up racing? It's heads up. Heads up. Okay. It's, it's when the, when the light flashes, we both leave and. First one to the stripe down there. So, Well, Scott, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and I wish you good luck tomorrow, and I hope you win. I sure appreciate it, and uh, look forward to getting out there and doing some uh, burning up some tires, and hopefully I'll put that guy in that big fancy trailer of his with a big <laughs> smile on my face. Set him up, huh? Set All right. him on. Thank Scott, you. Good luck to you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Thank Bye-bye. you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, matter of fact, I think it was about a month or so ago, we were at the Nostalgia Drags, okay? This is the real deal. This is a real drag stuff. We're at Bridgeton Motorsports again, and uh, we got some serious pro mods getting ready to make another pass here. So it's uh, nice and loud, nice and noisy, and just kind of takes me back to the good old days, although the cars are a lot faster today. So uh, stay tuned. we got some more action. We're going to watch what these guys do here. So uh, sit tight and listen, guys. Okay, we're live here at the uh, Snowbird Outlaw Nationals, and we're here with Casey Jones, a jet car driver. So, Casey, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. We're doing great. We're thrilled to be here. And, uh, part of Jet Jam, we've uh, been wanting to come here for a lot of years, and we finally got the opportunity, so it's really cool. It's amazing the amount of people that are here. It's a great turnout, isn't it? It is, from what I've been hearing, and let's hope we have a little something to do with it. Uh, we'd love to see it, and every time a track does well, we're all for that. Okay, now you got two cars running tonight, right? You got yep. the 
the Chattanooga Chichu and yours. We got the Cannonball Express. That's the car. Just, I, I think you know that other character, James Paul Kelly, yeah, we'll, Chattanooga Choo Choo. <laughs> okay. Hey, now you brought you got a new addition to your team now. You got basically this little wheel stander. Tell us about this little wheel stander car you got. Well, I've been wanting to do it for a lot of years. I drove a wheelie car about five or six years ago and just absolutely fell in love with the sport. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I had the opportunity and, and come up with the idea to build it. It's replicated after a little pedal car I had when I was about three years old. So we're really excited about it. We're calling it the Crazy Train. It's got a blow-inject, the big block Chevrolet on, on methanol and it's going to be a kick in the tail, man. Super. Now, what kind of times is that going to turn, roughly? It should run solidly in the 10-second zone, probably 130, 140 mile an hour. And once we learn how to do it and really start getting after it, it's very capable of running in the mid-nines, I would think. Now, that's on the back wheels, right? Yes, sir. And, and a set of wheelie casters, right? That's it. Now, who you, is this? Is that is that going to be like exhibition runs, too? Is that the way that's going to yeah. be? Yeah. Well, all three of our cars are strictly exhibition cars, and uh, we're out here just trying to put on a good show for everybody. That's the most important part. How many wheel standers in, uh, in your company? competition or in your exhibition group it is really a dying breed to tell you the truth a lot of the guys are retiring and and uh, there's just not too many guys left there's probably less than a dozen cars in the whole country now who are we standing next to right here this is the chevy chevy rebellion richard hudson this guy is a legend in the sport. He started back in the early 60s, one of the true pioneers of it. I'm uh, very fortunate to call him a friend, and he's definitely a mentor, and he's, he's a great guy. Okay. So now you're going to be running the jet car here in a few minutes, right? Yes, sir. We're ready to go, man. Okay. What kind of times are you going to be turning? Uh, I think we ran 660-something in the 240 range that first pass, and uh, i got to be on my game because Paul's wanting to whoop me this pass. So okay. It should be good. All right, well, Casey, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes to talk to us here. We're going to go out on the other end of the track and watch you guys come down. We're going to try to take some pictures for you. What do you say to that? Sounds awesome, Robert. Right. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. We'll catch you later. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks. All right, we're still here at the Snowbird Outlaw Nationals. And guess what? Now the jet cars are coming up. The Chattanooga Choo Choo and the Cannonball Express. So Casey Jones is in the Cannonball Express, and and Paul Kelly, who's piloting the uh, Chattanooga Choo Choo, we'll catch him after the run. We'll see who uh, we'll see these guys duel it out here in a second. Now they get ready to fire up the big jet engine. So here we go. Nights of fires, guys. Cannonball Express and a Chattanooga Future about to do it out.
That was real good. Now we're going to go down there and we're going to interview Paul Kelly real quick. We're here with Paul Kelly. Paul, and you're the driver of the Chattanooga Choo Choo, and you just got done racing your your boss in the uh, Casey Jones, uh, what's it called, Cannonball Express, correct? Right, right. Okay, now he just barely edged you out. What happened? No, I beat him. Oh, you beat him? Yeah, by 8,000. Oh, eight thousand you know of a second. 8,000 of a second. Yeah. Okay. I must have been looking at the clock. With clarification there. Okay. So, uh, what did you think of the event this oh, evening? Oh, man, this place was packed. I was here last year. I, there, I, this outdid it by a mile. There's like a lot of pro mods. And it was just a good show, a lot of jets. So now how many runs did you guys make this evening? We made, made two. Two runs? Two runs. Okay. Now typically do you do two runs or do you do more than that? No, we usually do two. Uh, some tracks make us do three, but okay. we don't, it's, it's hard to turn these cars around three times in a night mm-hmm. and be safe. But So we try to push for two runs. Is there a limit to uh, how many times you can run no, the vehicle? No, you can run them all day long if you wanted to. Okay. As long as you have enough fuel and enough time. So there was like seven jet cars here besides total, right? Is that right, what it is? seven jets. Okay. So now where's where are you on to now? Uh, we're done for the year. I'm yep. going back to Michigan. Going back to the cold now, huh? Uh, I like the cold. I like the cold. Okay. Yeah. And then your season starts again when? Uh, hopefully in February. February. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I, 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 I I've seen you race. Let's see. One other time before, I think it was up in Bithola, which is basically Orlando, and then tonight. Tonight we got a really really close up shot because last time I was actually down at the other end. Because I took the uh, golf cart down there, I had to wait for you. Oh. But this time I got to watch okay, on the starting right. line. You started the car. Yeah, I started the car the last okay. time. So this time you did a real, real, real good job. I got a chance to sit there and watch you guys do the puff, 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 yep. the little choo-choo train thing. And uh, you know what I was amazed at? I was amazed at the people in the stands. They go was, wild. They go wild. And the kids were saying, oh, I can't wait to watch a choo-choo train. I can't wait to watch a choo-choo train. Right. In fact, when the Pro Mods and the Pro Mod Automatic cars were on the eighth mile and the quarter mile cars, the uh, announcer kept saying, you know, coming up is the jet cars, the jet cars, and that's all you heard the kids say is talking about the uh, yeah. future train. So I'm, you guys didn't I'm really ex- happy to hear that because yeah. I, I like the kids. I put them in my car after the show, and they seem like they all have a good time doing that. Sign the autographs, and you just do real well with the, with the uh, spectators. That's good. That's good with the fans. All right, Paul, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and we'll, we'll see you next year then. Okay. All right, take care. Yep. yep. We got the Chevy Stallion wheel stander coming up. He's throwing flames right now. Uh, man, this is amazing. This guy's been doing this since 1955. All right, we're live here at the Snowbird Outlaw Nationals, and we're sitting in here with. Richard Hutchison, world-renowned, world-famous, Chevy Rebellion, wheel-standing, pilot and driver. Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I got run out of St. Petersburg. I lived there all my entire life. Code inspectors said, get out of town. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Either that or pay them under the table. Oh, okay. But anyway, I moved to Georgia, and the best move I ever made, really. Well, tell us how your career began. I started, well, originally I had a junkyard. And uh, again, the city said we're in the in the city limits. Got to get out. So a anyway, really? Where? Uh, St. Petersburg, uh, 22nd Avenue and 20, uh, 25th Street, RSVP Auto Parts. Oh no, kid! I used to have West Coast Auto Salvage back in the 80s. Okay. No we started in '55. Okay. But anyway, I worked for somebody, and, and I had race cars all the time. Anyway, gas cars and super stocks, and sprint cars, and stuff like that. So I just decided to fill a next fishing car. 1966, I bought a brand new Dodge truck, A100. Had 13 miles on it. Pull the motor, transmission out, gutted it out, put a Chevrolet in it. That's how we come up with the name. Chrysler was advertising, join the Dodge Rebellion. Uh, and I put a Chevrolet in it, you couldn't rebel anymore. <laughs> and one thing led another. Throughout the years, I put a Chrysler in it for a while, and then I switched back to Chevrolet. So you started out with a Chevrolet, though. right? Okay. Small block Chevrolet, and it did the job, but it was slow. And back then, it didn't matter. We're selling entertainment. Uh, we're exhibition vehicles, and basically that's what we do. We sell entertainment. Don't matter whether I win or lose if I run against somebody. It's the same deal. Let's take a break for a second while these dead cars run. All right. Let's turn it off. 
But anyway, uh, throughout time, I changed things around. I had a Dodge, a brand new Dodge truck, and then I built a fiberglass truck just like it, all fiberglass, made it lighter, and then had a little accident, so that I ended up with a Volkswagen body on it now, but kept the same name all these years. 45 years I've been running. No kidding. So what, what got you into the wheel standard to begin with? Uh, I saw one over in Daytona one year. We used to race at Daytona in February, Speed Week. A full day, full, and a guy had one there, uh, and he quit right away. But anyway, I said, I think I'll try that. I'll either do that or else I'll find a real job. <laughs> real job. Nothing beats the junkyard business, I'll tell you. Yeah. That was my, my, best, my favorite business to be in. So now, but before you did the wheel stand, you were actually drag racing too, right? Right. Yeah, I started drag racing in 1955. 55? Brooksville Drag. It was an airport. What'd you race back then? I had a 33 Ford with a 57 Oldsmobile motor in it. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Who are some of the local guys you used to race against back in the day? Can you name anybody? Uh, uh, a guy by the name of Chick Davis, which moved to Tennessee. Uh, John Woodhouse is running against John Woodhouse. Yeah, 55 Chevy. Or 56, I think. Yeah, 56 he had. I had a 56. Frank Ibell had a 55 Chevy with a a Buick engine in it back in those days. And uh, Mr. Monroe. Ed Monroe. Ed Monroe, yeah. Automotive engineer. We were all together back then. We were all kids. Gary King. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that's... Basically, what we did, you know, just started running and uh, traveling the country, seeing different parts of the country, places you don't want to live, places you do want to live. So how many people in the country still do wheel-standing cars? There's about three left that'll actually do them. They've got probably eight or nine that claim they can do them, but they have trouble unloading, letting them, let alone getting to the starting line. What is the trick to get the car up in the air and keep it straight? Well, you got to have good parts. Number one, uh, number two, you got to have decent horsepower—not a lot, but you know, decent, reliable horsepower. And it's traction and horsepower. Mine's the only one that's got a motor, transmission, and rear end. Most of them run a V-drive. They have motor, transmission, and a V-drive, so the motor comes back another foot or so. Okay. So, and then. As far as you still do this, and you've been yeah, doing this for how long now? Since 1966. 1966. As far as wheel standards, yeah. Now, the Chevy Rebellion, didn't a couple model companies make uh, model They made, they made everyone but mine for some reason. Matter of fact, my old Dodge truck, a guy bought it and kept part of the name, called it the Dodge Rebellion, and they made a copy of that, so it's actually my truck that they made a copy off of. Okay. So where do you go from here? You're just going to continue doing this for a while? Until I win the lottery. Until you win the lottery. <laughs> okay. Well, Richard, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes to talk to us. I know it's a little loud here, but would you be willing to come on the show and just maybe do a half-hour interview? Uh, if I'm in the area. Yeah. No, we can do it via telephone. Oh, okay. Works real good. Just yeah. all I need is a yeah. business card and the contact right. information, and we can yeah. do that. All right. All right, Richard. Thank you for taking thank a few you, minutes to talk I to us. I appreciate everybody listening to your program. Okay. That's here is a good one. Okay. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. We had a great time at the Bradyton Motorsports Park. Perfect weather, great racing conditions, neat cars, fast cars. You had the jet cars. You had the wheel standards. You had the pro mods. You had just some stock cars out there racing. Everybody having a good time. Really, really neat stuff. Like I said, you'll never know where I'm going to be next. This weekend, I'm at the Palm Beach County Convention Center at the Palm Beach Auction. So come down here, visit us this weekend, come see the best of the best, we'll see you on the block. In the meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Until next week, this is your host, Robert, signing off.